Are you bored? Does it piss you off? Are you tired of this mundane existence? Well, you're in luck because today's episode, we're going to talk about how to deal with boredom. This is the Existential Stoic Podcast. I'm Randy. That's Danny. What's going on, Danny? What's up, Randy? You know, Danny, I've been dealing with some boredom issues recently. What's your relationship with boredom? Well, I know my life is exciting all the time, and I'm never bored. (laughs) (laughs) Personally, yeah. World's smallest violin. (laughs) (laughs) I can't think of things to do with myself. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Like, I used to, I remember when you mentioned the, the idea, like, I remember when I was younger, like, clearly being bored and, like, it not being that bad of a thing, like, all the time. Like, you know, it was like, if you were in between things, you'd just be, like, kind of relaxing. But it was more like relaxation, you know, boredom I associate with that. And now, like, there is this frustration. It's like you, and I think part of it is, is like, because I need to relax, but I also have this impulse to want to keep doing stuff. And so you're, like, fighting with yourself. So instead of just being bored, you're really stressing about everything else that you got to do. Or you should be doing instead of really, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Oh, it makes it makes a hundred percent sense. I'm right there with you. It's like it's like this annoying boredom. It's not just boredom itself. Yeah. It's like this annoyance that like, how dare I have a free second where I'm not doing something? What could I possibly relax for a minute? No, that's terrible. <laughs> I'll never achieve all that I'm supposed to if I am not busy all the time. Well, that's just it too, right? It's that idea like if I'm not constantly doing stuff. This is all going to fall apart and it won't make it and it won't be fast enough and I'll miss something. And it's like, you know, you don't relax. And I think I, I do wonder sometimes, like, if it's like, I don't know how you feel about this, but like you hit that point where you really need a break, like almost burnout, but you keep telling yourself you need to do stuff. And that's like, that's really where it gets the worst for me. You know, like, I know I need to relax, but like, you know, yeah. Yeah. Cause usually the only times that I really take off is when I'm sick, you know? <laughs> And like really yeah. sick or really Which is not a break. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I was thinking about that the other day because even like when I, even when I ostensibly do travel and like take trips, I usually still bring my like bring work and still do some stuff. Like usually, like I try not, I don't do as much obviously, but like still something. And like it is, it is difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we screwed ourselves is- up real bad making ourselves think that we have to constantly achieve things and <laughs> do stuff. Yeah, so. You know, it used to be where, like, I remember what you were talking about as a kid being bored because there was only so much to do. Like, you didn't have this endless list of stuff. There was, if you were bored and you were in your house, and especially on, like, a rainy day. Oh, yeah. There's only so much you could do. Like, or just stare out the window. (laughs) I used to remember, like, summer would feel so long, you know? And, like, it would be great at first. And then, like, midway through, you know, you started to, like, because your parents always have stuff to do still. So, like, you know. They can't like mm-hmm. keep you occupied the whole time. So it's like, yeah, there's this boredom and like trying and then you have to figure out what to do. But I think it's a good time too for like creativity, for imagination, for like trying new like boredom can be a really good like stepping stone to like doing stuff that you normally wouldn't do, trying new things, being creative, all of that. And I think we don't give ourselves enough time for it to like really like take that break too. Yeah. And so like I've been dealing I've I've been touching boredom recently. I haven't actually stepped into it. I've been touching it. And like, you know, like when you touch something really hot or really cold, you're like, ah, no. And that's, <laughs> that's basically because like I've, I've come from Block being it out, very, move very, on. 
Yeah, I'm, I've come from being very, very busy and I'm on like the precipice of a little bit of boredom where I don't have something to do 24-7 and it's just like repulsive. Yeah, you might need to take a break. Um, <laughs> you know? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. You know, I heard well, I mean, something. Uh, oh, yeah. Go no, for right. it, Danny. Oh, okay. I was going to say, like, I mean, do you like, because I know you're reading stuff every day and all, like, do you, how much time do you take for stuff like that? For like down downtime type stuff, like reading. Yeah, I've been trying yeah. so hard recently to increase that, like painting miniatures, playing video games, reading, watching series on like whatever, like trying to do anything other than what's ostensibly work. And it's yeah. just like, who well, you know what the worst part is, dude? Like, I really enjoy the work I'm doing. And so, like, that also is hard, too, because you want to keep doing it. And you want to, like, or, like, it's hard to turn off your brain. So, like, you know, like, I will, like, take time to rock six. Like, the other, like, this happened literally yesterday. Uh, I was sitting down to watch TV. It was, like, night. It was, like, 930. You know, so I sitting down with Anna to watch TV and just chill, relax, you know, kind of wind down. And then I thought of something, you know? And, like, because it was something I had been thinking about, like, a problem I was working on all day. And then, so... I just got on my phone and took me a note real quick so I wouldn't forget it. And then, you know, that was that. But like, it is hard because you, you just keep thinking about that stuff, especially if you enjoy it, too. And I think, you know, it is great. Like, I really like working like freelancer at home and stuff and more on my own time. But the hard part about that is you don't have a job where you leave work. Mm -hmm. You know, you're effectively always in your workplace. And that makes it, you know, you have to manage that time. Right there. Yeah, I sometimes fantasize about these demanding physical labor jobs where like you do hard work and at the end of the day, you're just tired. And then but like you leave work and you're done. Yeah, you can't yeah. bring anything with you, you know? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's something to be said for that, dude. Like we're like you're not in a constant potential state of work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like sometimes I fantasize about just getting a job at like a cattle ranch or something like that, where you just work outside all day in the miserable weather. And yeah. I don't know. Can be fun though. Yeah. Nice. You also feel like, you know, it's funny too. I think people always, they'll, you know, any kind of like manual labor job gets such a bad rap because of like our, our emphasis on like college and stuff and stuff like that. You but like, never be a billionaire if you yeah. work at a cattle ranch. Yeah. Totally not true. But like, you know, you could, you know, who knows? But, uh, it's funny because those jobs, there is something to be said about that, though, because there is like tasks, specific tasks you have to get done. You get them done. You can see that they're finished. It's not like this, like, you know, I feel like so much of work nowadays can feel like busy work for people because it's like, you know, project things never get completed and never finish. It's, it is hard, you know. Mm -hmm. And there, mm -hmm. there's like there's like no finish line. And then also you can't really look back and be. And be like, ah, I did that. You know, like you mend a fence. And every time you drive past that fence, you're like, I did that. Yeah. But like you get a degree and it's up on your wall and be like, yeah, I spent way too much money on that. Well, you know, Karl Marx, you know, that that philosopher, or uh -huh. Das Kapital, he said that like he had this idea and it was really, I think it was in his young writings, but he said, um, you know, effectively what he said was like, you know, human beings, like we, we can only realize our powers in the world in reality. In other words, like, I can only know that I can make a table if I physically make a table, right? Like I have to make it. But once I do that, I, it's not only do I like see my capabilities, like I'm able to do that. I realize my power and it's manifested in reality in that table, right? Something I can do my skills. And 
that's how work always used to be, right? We used to make things for ourselves, mend things, fix things. What we needed, we had to create. And it was custom and it was for us. And it displayed our abilities and powers. And so much of that is gone now because we purchase things that are mm-hmm. prefabs all the time. And which is, you know, some stuff, yes. Like some stuff, that's fine. Like I couldn't make like, with nothing else, I couldn't make a computer without the parts, right? Like I'm not going to be able to like manufacture everything. But, you know, that goes for everything. So the rest of my time, it's like, you know, am I realizing any abilities, powers? So how else do I do this? And yeah, that's, I think, one of the things we lost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's a great point. I just listened to this book called Scarcity Brain, basically talking about that same thing where, you know, yeah. when we when we create, when we have to come up with something in order to solve a problem, it's very rewarding for us. But now we just get caught and it's all just buy something and it's not fulfilling. No, dude, when you... I, I I probably mentioned this before, but like I remember I made a a little like uh, like end table in a high school in woodshop, and I still have it, and it's awesome, and I love that table, and I bring it everywhere with me because it's like my favorite table, and like because I made it, and it's dude, it's so well made, it's like never gonna break, and if it did, I could fix it, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something yeah. you said about that. That's true. Yeah. So I oh what I was gonna mention earlier. Was So I heard that like Olympians, the reason that they're able to become Olympians yeah, is because they're able to deal well with boredom. Because like in order to become Olympic caliber athlete, you need to do the same boring thing over and over and over and over and over and over and over. And it's like I struggle with the mundaneness of doing the same thing over and over. Like, you know, like. Every day, waking up at the same time, doing the same morning routine, eating the same food, wearing the same clothes, going to the same place, doing the same this, doing the same that. And it's just like, I struggle with that. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, it's hard to feel like, you know, you're not just taking things for granted and going through the motions and stuff like that. And I think the Olympian thing, I've heard that before about the Olympians and like top athletes. And it's a tough one because on the one hand, I think like, well, Olympians tend to be very, obviously, you're very young. Like, you know, most Olympians are, what, like, 16 to 20? Yeah, yeah, Uh usually. Yeah, they're really young. So on the one hand, you know, that also, I think, contributes to their ability to do it. But it's also, I think, having that, like, larger goal that you really, really want that justifies or gives meaning to all those activities, you know? And so Mm -hmm. it might just be, like, you know, reminding yourself of those goals that you have that are, like, originally motivating you to do these things. And reframing things rather than getting because it sounds like, you know, I do the same thing, too. When I get like that, it's like you start taking for granted or getting like complacent about things that really did excite you because you're you're focusing too much on the mundane mundane every day rather than like, you know, what it's for. Mm. Yeah, it's also a challenge to be an Olympian because like, could you imagine the pinnacle of your life happening? It's like 17 or 18. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude. So, no, I. Read so many things about that though, where afterwards they struggle because it's like, you know, dude, think about it. If even if you even if you didn't, but if you won a gold medal or something in your event at like sixteen, what do you and all you've done from like two to sixteen is that every day, all day? Like what do you do after that? You know? Very difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So but you know, I'm uh yeah, so I've just been dealing with a little bit of boredom recently, coming up against it. I'm kind of uh, leaning into it a little bit more 
than other times because I recognize that it is that there's nothing, you know, it's not like harmful. It's just no. being bored. Yeah. Sometimes I think it just needs you need a break too. You need to give your brain a chance to like do other things. It's a chance to like just let your brain either rest or like explore or whatever. And you know, maybe like I'm telling you, dude, like I've been I think I, I mentioned this before, but like I've been scheduling time to like do certain hobbies now to make sure I do them. That's been great, dude. You should try that. Like, you know, your miniatures mm-hmm. and stuff. Just be like, I'm gonna yeah. do that for this time for an hour and just stick to mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I've been doing that with the photography recently. Um, well, the weather shifted a little bit here, so not as much the last couple of days, but that's okay. I've been doing it as many days as I can when it's not mm-hmm. zero out. But uh, <laughs> then, right. Um, and then you know, like video games, stuff like that. Just because, like, I do notice, like, the time that I do work, it's much more productive too when I've taken that giving myself that time to take a break to wind out and do remember that like you know we're people we're whole persons we're not one thing you know and i think that's part of the reason why olympians do struggle is because they define their whole lives by just this one thing and then it ends and it's like well what the hell do you do you know mm-hmm. yeah 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 and also like uh i've been uh so like i've been a very driven person where like i've always pushed myself extra hard to like I've considered myself as having like a very strong work ethic. So I'm like, I'm always going to push myself a hundred percent. You do have a strong work ethic. Yeah. And so recently I've been trying to uh, relax that a little bit. And it's interesting because like, there's a whole bunch of stuff that I can do, but the the internal need to do it, I'm loosening that up. And it's kind of like, huh, this is easy. Well, that's nice. That's also where probably the boredom's probably coming from too, right? Because you're loosening up, you're giving yourself a chance to think about other stuff. Yeah, yeah maybe I could do nothing for an hour. I know. I know. Yeah, because yeah, I haven't let myself do that. But yeah, it's a it's a juggling act, man. Like that balance between like staying motivated and going in the direction you want to go, and also not killing yourself and burning out is a hard balance. It is. It is because everybody so- wants things. We want things to happen fast. You know, I want it to be now, not later. Like, I want things to work out in a month, not a year. And that's, you know, it's hard. It is. It's such a trip because, like, you know, I, I I visualize in my mind, like, everything I'm achieving is is so good. And, like, I listen to the meditations. And it's like, here was a guy who, like, literally reached the pinnacle of human existence, probably as close as you can come. And he's yeah. freaking gone, dead, over. Yeah. So it's like, so will we be one day? Yeah. And it's like a mind trip because it's like, no matter how good you do, it's still temporary and it's still going to pass. It's gone. That's what I love about the existentialists. You know, it's like they all (laughs) that like very early on, like that, like, dude, it doesn't matter what you do. Like it all is gone at the end. Like you don't take anything with you. And in fact, none of it means anything after you're gone anyway. And you can't control what it means. Like, you know, all these, you know, you might want to like, I know a lot of people have that impulse to leave a legacy or leave something. Well, it's like, you can't control how it's interpreted. You can't control if it's even remembered any of that you can't control. Uh-huh. And, you know, it'll likely be forgotten in the, you know, dust of history, like everything else. I mean, look at the ancients. How many ancients do we actually remember? You know, it like depends three. on, yeah, <laughs> it depends on if their works actually survives. You know, it depends on, you know, how popular they were. And I think a lot of it has to do more with just the fact of whether stuff happened to survive or not. Right. Because it's the only way we're going to know about them. You know, mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, you know, it's crazy. Yep. So there you have it. How to deal with boredom. Should we yeah. go over some 
techniques probably. that they'll deal They'll'll with it? Or do we talk about that? Oh, okay. no, not really. Yeah, we people hanging. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I would say I, I, I really would opt for the uh, scheduling time to do hobbies, I think is crucial. And just giving mm. yourself a chance to also just do nothing, be bored. There's nothing wrong with that, you know, like mm. leave yourself. But I think scheduling it for me has been helpful because it reminds me to do it. Um, you know, and just take some downtime and go easy on yourself some a little mm-hmm. bit, you know. I think that's mm-hmm. a good my recommendation. Yeah, that's a good one. I like the scheduling time for it. I also uh like to recognize that it's going to be uncomfortable. So I have like I have like a uh like a knee-jerk response of running away from whatever's uncomfortable. So like recognizing that the boredom is uncomfortable and then just being able to kind of relax in it. It's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. I like that. So there you have it. How to deal with boredom. Simple <laughs> as can be. Let us know down in the comments if you're dealing with boredom and how you handle it. Uh, if you did enjoy this episode, uh, make sure to check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Also on YouTube, this is the Existential Stoic Podcast. I'm Randy. That's Danny. I'll see you later, Danny. Later, Randy. <laughs>